0: These guys keep asking me what I do and they know what I talk about. They know what it is. It's a, out, so it. it's a Hey. Whoa. Hey. Hey. It's a, out, so it. it's a radio. Yeah. I'm making a change today. The liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was getting... Fuck everybody, attitude ain't natural. But you ain't the same. This ain't Kumbaya. But you got hurt because you did Kumbaya. You gave him 20 million without blinking. He gave you 20 minutes on stage. fuck was he thinking? Fuck run with everybody, is what you're saying. But if everybody's crazy, you're the one that's insane. Crazy how life works. What is up? J House Podcast Radio. Happy. Tuesday to you guys I'm coming to you guys live from the playroom in my house where Asher is making all kinds of noise and he's gone crazy so sorry for the noise in advance but hope you guys are okay hope you guys are great I am sore from the gym I can't feel my legs Uh, I'm on a fast and I can't eat till six o'clock say hey actually wanted to say hi to you guys but uh man what a week it's been shout out to everyone who tuned in on the previous episode evan is glad to be back in the house glad to be back on jay house and we had a phenomenal uh last podcast talking about no way home and spider-man so, thank you guys. Thanks for everyone who's tuning in and continuing to tune in. We love you guys. Thank you. Tonight, Evan will not be on the show because he is working. Shout out to him putting in that work. And uh, he'll be back on tomorrow with us, though, uh, for two oh so, uh 7 we, So, we appreciate you guys so much. Um, I'm not sure what exactly really is the key going into 2022 for marvel and dc necessarily i i maybe i have an understanding of what marvel is trying to do in 2022 but dc uh we have no idea hey. and so it's it's a really black box that me and evan don't open all that often as you guys heard on the tail end of the podcast yesterday. It's just because Marvel is operating at such a high standard right now and Marvel is doing all these amazing things and they're experimenting and they're listening to fans and they're trying things. Even if they don't work, uh, You know, they don't panic. They keep going and keep you know, moving on to the next thing, which is really all you can ask of a movie studio to do for you is for them to listen to you, for them to try and give you new things every time and when those things don't work... For them to continue to push forward to the next big thing, you know what I'm saying? And phase four has been that obstacle, you know, where, you know, Black Widow went through its issues, the Eternals had its problems, and, you know, through it all, they pushed through, and we still got Shang-Chi and the Hawkeye TV series and Spider-Man No Way Home, which is the biggest MCU film of the summer uh, of the year, actually, and one of the biggest of all time. And then, Everything, you know, everything else that's coming in 2022, um, Multiverse of Madness and so much more from Marvel. So it's just it's insane when you think about it, the magnitude of this, the scale of how successful the MCU has been. And it didn't really hit me today again until I watched Joe Rogan's interview with Robert Downey Jr. and just how hard it is as it is and how much of a job it is to to make a film and to bring those people together so you know for for marvel to you know have brought legitimacy to the superhero genre for the next 10 or 15 years as they did the past 10 years it's just been incredible and we truly are in the golden age of superhero films for both marvel and dc so i just think it's going to be incredible but this year in 2022 What I want to focus on is what it means for Star Wars fans. We already got the Boba Fett series out and it was absolutely amazing. Like, the first episode was already awesome. Hey, buddy. And... This is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about with Disney, and, and I told Evan, me and Evan have a lot of conversations about this, but I told him, I said, look, and, and this is my overall consensus when I talk to any Star Wars fans about Disney, I said, look, I can forgive the sequel trilogy, I can. I can forgive the sequel trilogy. I'm not necessarily still upset about the sequel trilogy even though it was garbage. You know, financially they were great films successfully cuz of Star Wars. Nobody's going to go miss a Star Wars movie. But commercial but but critically, you know, they they were garbage. They just were. And that's because of their lack of that's because of their failure to respect the lore and, you know, Not do anything new and original, but try to copy what happened in the past. Bless you, buddy. And what worked in the past instead of just, you know, doing something new and innovative, you know, and Rise of Skywalker was definite proof of that, the fan service, they kind of let their success with the MCU and what they did with the MCU bleed over into Star Wars, especially with Rise of Skywalker, lots of fan service moments, and, I, and I'm not saying there's, no, there's something wrong with fan service moments, but this is Star Wars, this is not the time for fan service moments, you know, there's not one fan there is no fan service moment even in the prequel trilogy you won't find any you'll find recurring lines that are iconic but you won't find any moments that are trying to shape themselves up to be like the original trilogy because it would have defeated the whole purpose of the story so the sequel trilogy was a failure in that however however what they haven't failed at is understanding that after the sequels, the original trilogy isn't the only part of Star Wars. They understood that through the lessons from the sequel trilogy. So there's an under, and to me, there's an undercurrent of 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 prequel trilogy fans and the whole fandom. That I mean that have been yearning to get to the true meat of what star wars is and 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 crazily enough a lot of the meat of that is from the prequel trilogy there's just no way around it and from beyond that so we're talking old republic you know what i'm saying prequel trilogy and maybe even stories that take place in between 3 and 4. Which there are plenty of in the comics. But that is the true meat of Star Wars. You know. And for the longest time. It's been marketed and branded. That. And even. even I just came back from Disney. Where we went to the Star Wars land. And we went to all that. And Galaxy's Edge. Even then. All of that is original trilogy produced. It's original trilogy inspired. And I'm like this is not what star wars is this is only one part of star wars but it does not represent and show what all of star wars is and that is the sad part um that's the crazy part so the clone wars and uh the clone wars has been a big part of star wars for the longest time it's one of the most beloved parts of star wars Um, which is amazing to me, the love that and growth that Revenge of the Sith has gotten and the recognition that it's gotten as a masterpiece and the best star, one of the best, if not the best Star Wars films, debatably of all time has been so amazing to see almost, I would say from 2018 to now, I would talk to an average of at least maybe three or four Star Wars fans that I new on occasion and that's like probably whenever i had the time or whenever someone did bring up star wars whenever i whenever i was able to talk about it i would ask i'm like you know what's your favorite episode oh revenge of the sith you know and for the most part before that prior to those times it was always empire strikes back Which, in my opinion, is the most generic Star Wars answer you can give. That's not because of Empire Strikes Back, though. Empire Strikes Back is correctly given its due. It is a masterpiece of a film. It wasn't received like that back then when it first came out. But but once once people started to understand more, oh... They loved it, and it became that. But it always wasn't beloved, and and I and I feel like Revenge of the Sith went through that too. It was loved, but like people were still, oh, you know, the acting and oh, blah blah blah, you know. And it just took them a while to come around to it to understand how great it was. It also took them seeing what Disney would do to Star Wars, uh, with the sequel trilogy to understand how how great the prequel tri- the prequel trilogy was. So. Um, and I don't fault them for that at all. But it's it's amazing to see how much, and even in the marketing and merchandise, how undersold, you know, the prequel trilogy is, I would say. Every store I go to, it's always, you know, original trilogy stuff. It's never prequel stuff, which, is you know, sucks. I need some Ahsoka t-shirts, some Clone Wars t-shirts, some... Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace t-shirts, I would love some old Republic merchandise, some old Republic hats, you know what I'm saying, can we get some of that? So, the lore is still very much respected, Disney's even rebranded the books, the, the lore, uh, the um, the Legends books, and with new cover art concept art and all that they're at books a million barnes and noble they're beautiful they even got the brand, the new paperbacks with the old designs on them, brand new and you know freshly printed which is beautiful uh on disney plus they have the the um the uh the Legends uh, canon part, I believe it was. Or it was labeled something else. But they have the original Clone Wars TV series there. And I'm pretty sure if there were other Star Wars things that weren't in the Disney canon, they would put it there too. Which I think is amazing because they understand how big the fan base is for that. And this year, I think, is even bigger because, you know, we got Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out and I'll, I'll, I'll keep it at that, because we already saw Ahsoka in The Mandalorian, which was absolutely beautiful, it was wonderful to see her live action for the first time, but now they've opened that door, she's getting her own show, but with the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, that's gonna be so big for Star Wars fans everywhere, because number one, Ewan McGregor's coming back, number two, the The thing for me about the behind the scenes video that came out was that they finally said something that the whole Star Wars fan base knows is true, whether some people don't like Hayden which which I don't think is the case. I think a lo- everyone loves Hayden, but the they said something that finally is true that can't be stated enough. Is that you can't do Darth Vader without Hayden Christensen. You can't do Anakin slash Vader without Hayden bloody Christensen. Yes, James Earl Jones was the voice. He will always be the voice of Vader. But the physical stature and nature of Vader as portrayed from now on must be done by Hayden Christensen. And this was the perfect time for him to return and and be a part and be be a part of the iconic franchise that that he helped make so you know for me personally it's it means a lot that he's coming back um and that opens up so many possibilities to me i think we could see some clone wars maybe i'm predicting that we might see our first live action clone wars flashback we might see flashbacks of you and Hayden and Ahsoka all together in the Clone Wars and live action for the first time in history, we might actually see that. I have big, big hopes for that given that Gareth Edwards, and I'm quoting him because he's the only director to ever bring the original trilogy into modern day cinema, you know what I'm saying, with the visual effects and things like that. He's the only director to ever do that. Um, I have hope. For the creators of the Obi-Wan series to be able to bring the Clone Wars into live action. And I think it's just going to be a very exciting opportunity. A lot of speculation. Even if it doesn't happen, which I highly doubt it won't. But even if it doesn't, shoot, we're getting Hayden Christensen back. We're getting Ewan back. We're getting Rosario Dawson as a Soga, which is incredible. I'm like, there's so much to be excited about for prequel fans all over not only that but for original trilogy fans too because this is about the flip side of order 66 this is about the depth of order 66 this is about obi-wan dealing with his ptsd from those events and dealing with the failures that he had uh there too as well so i mean it's it's a really wonderful opportunity to to see what can be further explored uh in this era, in this beautiful era, and that's what I'm I'm loving about Star Wars, I'm loving that these projects and shows that are coming out are representing the full scale and full spectrum of Star Wars, not just the original trilogy, but the prequels and the originals together as one saga, that's what's so special, you know, even, spoilers for anyone who didn't watch Boba Fett's show, hey buddy, but he um was dreaming in the back of the tank while he's healing. And he has flashbacks to Geonosis even when his uh dad Django died. And I'm like, that was very important for them to show, given that Attack of the Clones didn't get the love that it got that it gets today. Hey buddy, you wanna say something? But yeah, it's just it's an it's an incredible thing, and I think that. Showing those moments and showing those, mo- those, those moments in time before are vital. It's just vital for all Star Wars fans to see. it. If you can do it for Marvel, then you can do it for Star Wars too. And I just think that um, that's an exciting thing. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey. Say hey to the crowd. Say hey to the audience. Hey. Asher says hi. But, yeah, I just wanted to express that and how big of a year it was going to be for Star Wars fans. I know that among all that we have going on with Marvel and DC, it's going to be crazy. But Star Wars fans are really going to eat good this year. We're already eating good with the Boba Fett series uh, Mando is coming soon again. It's just so much to look forward to. Acolyte. It's just going to be so much to look forward to. That I can't even express it. Um, but right now. In other in other things that, I, that, that I'm doing with Star Wars right now. I'm currently reading. Um, a, I'm starting the Legends lore this year. All over again. Of course I've already known about the Legends lore. But I've never read each individual book for myself. And got into it myself. So. You know shout out to my uncle joel Lawson incredible uh human being and uh every thanksgiving it's our tradition it's been this way for about four or five years now. I didn't even know he was a Star Wars fan until I was old enough to start really talking about Star Wars, but uh me and him have conversations every single year. Uh, at Thanksgiving about the Legends canon, about current Star Wars and, you know, past Star Wars things. We just talk, and so he really put me on a lot of the Legends lore and told me what to look up, so shout out to him. Right now, I'm starting with Darth Bane, with the Darth Bane trilogy, Um, and Uh, learning about the rule of two how it came how Darth Bane came to be you know and so that's where I'm starting out and then after that I'm gonna I'm going in random order kind of in different places it makes it more fun that way instead of reading them all in order but after I read the Darth Bane trilogy I'm going to start on Darth Plagueis you know, to get a little bit more insight onto what happened there, which I think is going to be great. Then I'm going all the way back before all of that to Darth Revan. I'm going to read about Revan and see what his story was. Because outside of really, when we talk about the the upper echelon of Star Wars characters and who are the most powerful and most revered and most beloved, we talk about Obi-Wan. We talk about Anakin. We talk about Maul, Ahsoka, Luke. You know what I'm saying? Vader. We talk about all these guys, but Revan is one character that all Star Wars fans for the most time have wanted to see live action and have wanted to see just because of how powerful his lore is and how powerful his story is in the Old Republic. You know? So I'm like, okay, I gotta, like, and I would never, I would never put anyone above Anakin Skywalker for me personally, but if I had to. I would have to put Revan and Lord knows that I love Anakin, but like I feel like after I read Revan, everything's gonna change. Cause Revan really is just that powerful of a character. He's that awesome of a character. So I really do look forward to reading about him. And then so on and so forth. And I'm gonna explore more into every single part of the Legends canon, every book that I can, every comic book that I can. And so there there's just an endless amount of content to to do and it's hard to imagine that disney with the the legends canon would run out of anything to do for star wars especially if they plan on doing another trilogy soon you know so it's gonna be crazy and um it's gonna be crazy but thank you guys for tuning in i just wanted to express that and get that off my heart for today sorry for the short podcast but me and evan will be back tomorrow for an hour long uh broadcast And uh, we appreciate you guys. It's going to be a great year this year. I'm so excited, especially for us Star Wars fans. We know what's coming. And so I will catch you guys later, man. Have a great time. Peace. Thank you for joining. This has been another edition of J House Radio.